0: It's said to be one of the main threats to business in the coming year, so how should you approach cybercrime in 2016? With me now to discuss is David M, Principal Security researcher at Kaspersky Lab. Well, David, according to research at PwC, bankers in the US and UK are said to be more concerned about cybercrime than they are the economy. Would you say this is accurate?
1: I don't think the two are necessarily mutually exclusive. Given our connected world, um, obviously, the strength of the financial sector is as much about them defending their infrastructure as it is about the directly economic activities that they're engaged in. So there's no conflict there. I think it's really, really important that they secure themselves and I think financial institutions are alert to the potential dangers and the need to secure their systems.
0: Well, according to Verizon's data breach investigations report, over 60% of attacks against financial institutions last year followed three patterns. Of course, they were disruptive DDOS, malware and phishing designed to steal data and passwords en route to monetary theft and web app attacks, exploiting vulnerabilities and using stolen credentials to steal data. So do you think these will continue to be the main things to watch out for?
1: Yes, I think so. I mean, the main driver of malicious software and and cyber attacks generally is financial gain. That really involves, on the one hand, tricking people into doing something that runs their code or lets them into an organisation. On the other hand, it, it involves them trying to distribute their malicious code in some way uh, maybe through a website maybe via email and so on the one hand the human will be the focus of their attack phishing attacks or or using malicious code to steal credentials is going to remain a core centre of activity for cyber criminals.
0: How have you seen banks and large institutions targeted?
1: Well, I think they get targeted in two broad ways. On the one hand, people are looking for money directly. So they're looking to get into a system and get information that can be monetised very quickly. For example, if we if we think about the Carbonac attack on financial institutions worldwide about a year ago, they stole an estimated 1 billion from about 100 organisations worldwide. That was all about money. In many cases, they're also trying to identify sensitive information, confidential data, that can then be sold on to others for a profit. And so it can be as much about gathering information as it can be about direct monetization.
0: So what would you say we've learned from cyber attacks of 2015?
1: Every organization needs to realize that they're vulnerable and we've seen attacks on small and medium-sized organisations, but equally on some very large corporations too. I think the other side of this is that data is very, very valuable. And wherever that data is held, then that's a potential avenue of opportunity for cyber criminals. And, you know, we've seen data breaches on Ashley Madison, Experian, the Office of Personnel Management, Carphone Warehouse, TalkTalk, all of these have in common that the attackers wanted to steal data because the data on individuals can be used either to attack them personally or as a starting point for an attack on an organisation.
0: And how much power do financial institutions have to protect themselves from these types of things considering they never know where attacks are going to come from?
1: What they do know is their own systems, so an organisation needs to start really by looking at what systems it's got and therefore from that what may be the vulnerable points of attack that widens out into how do we stop a potential attack? So where are we weak? What do we need to do to secure ourselves?
0: Do you think perhaps the emerging Internet of Things is inflaming the situation?
1: I think it definitely will do. It's going to take time, obviously, before it has the same sort of impact that malware has more generally. But it will do, because what the Internet of Things is going to bring us is more devices dealing with more data. Each one of those devices is a potential attack vector on top of what we have already, traditional computing devices.
0: And how much would you say cybercrime is an error of humans
1: the human aspect of security is is critical we see some sophisticated attacks we see very very basic phishing attacks aimed at individuals but from top to bottom in terms of sophistication one of the starting points nearly every time is how do we trick somebody into divulging information that will then put them at risk or the organization they work for defending an organization must include trying to raise people's awareness about what the dangers are.
0: So what steps can large organisations and people take to really cover themselves?
1: I think the starting point has got to be an audit. What systems do we have? What data do we have? And from that, what might be vulnerable and who might be attracted into getting this data? And that then leads an organisation into saying, well, what do we do to defend it? And that really means multi-layered defence, internet attacks, but also mail systems, data storage systems, encrypting data, Uh, so that if an attack is successful, people don't actually steal valuable information, making sure that systems are patched. So when security updates come out for operating systems or for applications, those patches are implemented straight away to reduce the the window of opportunity for attackers.
0: Well, finally, you mentioned awareness, and I think this was a major issue in 2015 because I think people just assumed that it wouldn't happen to them. But awareness has now been raised, so do you think perhaps we'll see less attacks in 2016?
1: I don't think so. I think we will continue to see attacks in volume. There's always a trade-off between security and convenience and wherever it is more towards the side of convenience, that provides an opportunity for attackers. Now, I'm not saying convenience isn't a good thing, it is, but I think security always has to be factored in, whether that's by individuals or by organisations. But there is always the opportunity when we do things for people to subvert what we do and try and make money. And, And while cybercrime continues to be a lucrative activity, then there's Plenty of motivation there for them to continue doing what they're doing.